This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks. A reminder, they have more than 100,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. You even get our book. So, for a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash Adam Drew Show. Again, that's free at audiblepodcast.com forward slash Adam Drew Show. And thank you in advance. This is Corolla Digital. Hey, I'm Adam Corolla. I'm Dr. Drew. And we are here to ask you to do us a little favor. If you like what you hear, share it with a friend. Nice. Keep the pirate ship afloat, right? Yeah, well, that's the only advertising we got. But it's the best kind. It is. Word of mouth. It is. Whose mouth? Yours. Not yours, theirs. Theirs. Theirs, yes. That's right. Thank you in advance for telling a friend and enjoy the show. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get it on mandate. Get it on. Welcome to the program. Good day, Dr. Drew. I say good day, sir. How are I you? Mean, good day, like mm-hmm. like not good day. But mm-hmm. Good day, yes. yes, it's a good day. Yes, good where, day. Where are you heading today? What's going on? Uh, you mean why am I dressed like this? Well, you're usually dressed like you're going to do. No, no, you're, you're you're usually dressed like you're going somewhere, doing something, going to be on some show. Yeah, what's going on? Normally, area something. No, no, hold on, slow down. Uh, normally, I wear jeans and a T-shirt on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Wednesdays, I'd be dressed like this because I do see patients. Mm-hmm. But my wife's getting an award this afternoon. Mm-hmm. You mean Thursdays? Yes, yes, yes. And uh, your wife's getting an award. Yeah, she's getting an award from uh, basically Pasadena for doing community mm-hmm. service and uh, charity work. That's nice. Yeah. Um, I wonder. Uh, you know, it's funny because. Uh, when I see those kinds of awards, I always just think, well, that's a person who can afford to do that. Oh, absolutely. They have, they have free time to be able to do so. But thank God people do it that have free time to do so, right? I know. It's a, it's a weird thing. I've always said I don't really care where the library or the you know rehab center comes from uh, as long as it comes from somewhere. Or, or what the motive was, well, and or who the guy was. You know, a, they yeah. do a lot of oh, well, that guy was a rich guy, and he just wanted a tax write off, and then he just wanted his name on top of a building. It's like, all right, but it's still free, free rehab for veterans. But not only that, there's this, there's a lot of ink spilled about what's going to happen to philanthropy because women who were attached to men who gave them leisure time would be doing all the philanthropic work, and now women are all working. Mm-hmm. So there's, who's the philanthropist left out? Who's going to do that community service work? And yeah. it's working out. It's going to be all right. Yeah. I, I just uh, – it, it's just one of those things where it, it's funny the amount that is uh, given by a group. I'm, I mean, which is to say, like I've always said, uh, the – you know, my, my mom, the biggest hippie complainer on the planet, has never done anything like what your wife does, yet – Never stops belly aching about the plight of these people and the plight of those people and how we need to give more and do more and be better and you know, all that kind of stuff. But it never really there's – a, there's a thing. Tell me, Drew. Yeah. Interesting. Dig. dig. Uh, because I come from this group and you tell me how we're wired. Mm. Um, we're not 
there's a sort of moral satiation. What I'm saying is, and meaning is, is this. If I'm hungry, I can't just talk about a roast beef dip, like a French dip sandwich. That would drive you crazy. It would drive me crazy, and it doesn't quench me. I'm not satiated. Like, well, I talked about that dip sandwich for long enough. I'm good. I'm ready to just undo Mm. my belt here, sit back and watch a little sports center. No, it drives you nuts. But there is this moral satiation, if I'm saying that right. Yeah. Which I believe my family engaged in. Yeah. My mom did not want to give any money to charity or to the Guatemalan chick that was helping her in and out of the bathtub, but she did want to be morally on the right side of this argument. So she would make these proclamations, and my mom, my grandma would do the same thing. You know, she'd do these things. We've talked about it before. Like, Delia has no breakfast table. In her very small apartment where she raises her four kids without a man, she'd make those proclamations to me. And then a month later, she'd be like, Delia's bucking for a raise. She wants, <laughs> she wants to go from 91 cents an hour. <laughs> she now, she's now looking for half of minimum wage. I don't think I want to give it to her. You know, it's like, well, you want her to get that coffee table or you want her to feed her kids, don't you? Well, not – but. They, she was satiated morally by making the proclamation. Right. So. I, there's a lot. I'm noticing there's a lot of that going on. You know. You know. Every every child deserves a chance to be president. You know. But not so much of the getting in and working. Well, so, part. so so it's interesting. It's not moral satiation so much as a sense of not now not needing to give money or time. Because, well, because I've say, given lip service. I've I'd given say that's satiation in well, the sense that I don't need to eat the sandwich now. Okay. I've made the comment about right, the fair sandwich. Enough. And uh, the, the the emotional system or the emotional f- sort of con- uh, uh, posture you're talking about is self-righteousness. Self-righteous satisfies moral indignation. Yes. Uh, and war now. All right? <laughs> done I'm done. done. I'm done. Now I'm going to do some rails off this hooker's ass. And uh, go eat, <coughs> go eat a nice uh, diamond Jim Brady, big uh, cut of beef. Yeah, I mean, yes, and war now. Well, that's that's good. But then there are the people that are in there fighting to actually in in the battle trying to end the war. And there's a piece here. This is the part I wanted to bring up for you when you talked about your mom declaring uh, whatever she was declaring about you know. Something. All people of all yeah. races and all strides and oh, all sexual to, uh, should no, no, no. all have the same amount of, you know. But those poor – let's just take what you said, which was those poor abused kids, we need to help them. You right. need to go out and help them. People have such a little understanding. They don't have the the training or the insight or they haven't spent time developing skill to understand what those kids need or what it takes to end war or what it takes to not give, interested give in those di- details. Know, give Delia a table. What do we have? let's study I that? I did my yeah. work. I announced that war should be ended. Delia should have a table, and that all kids, no matter what your background, <laughs> should have the right to the best education, the best health care, the best chiropractors, uh, the best masseuse, the best spiritual healers, the best personal trainers. And the best fluffers on the planet. Okay? That's Done. where I stand. Anyone have a problem with that? That's where I come from. Now, all let, right? let me... That's what I believe. <laughs> I believe that every child, every child, every color, every race, every religion, all of them. 
should have access to the best, not second best, not medium best, not top tier, not even the top percent, Ooh, the new, top 10%. New slogan, to each the best. The best education. For everyone. For everyone. No, the children. But And their parents. And any teens. And only the best. Only the best. And. We can't. No one can have less than the best. Everyone <laughs> will have the best. All the kids. The best education. I believe that every child. Health care. That's not a special on the menu of life, on the dry, the dry erase board of life as you enter the restaurant of life. No, that's not a special. That's a breadstick. That's tap water. It's a menu. No, it, come, it comes. It's already at the table when you get there. It's, it's like a, a candle. It's a napkin. Yes. The best education, the best health care. Wait a minute. I'm going, I'm going deeper. Prenatal. Course, in the womb. That's healthcare. Before you're born. I believe the people that aren't born. Can you hear me unborn? Ovum care. Ovum care. The best. That's what I believe. That's where I stand. That's where I come from. Okay? Now I'm going to go beat off and nap. All right? And I'm not paying any taxes. Fuck it. But you guys, you got your marching orders, right? And when the history books are written... Under my name, I will be the guy who goes down in history declaring I want the best for everyone all the time, especially the the kids, and only Only the the best. best. Education. That's what I believe. I like like when people go, I believe. Well, you believe what you believe. Fuck what you believe. Go do something, dick. So so let me finish that thought about techne and skill and understanding what people need. Um, Sorry. I support a place called Hillside Home for Children. Please... Check out my wife's Twitter. It's at First Lady of Love, and she has all the stuff up that you can you can buy to contribute to. The, it's like buying celebrity clothing and celebrity shoes that are signed. It's paraphernalia that supports the Hillside's home. And this place is you, – you've been there. Adam and I mm-hmm. used to support it together. Pasadena. Yeah, it's in Pasadena. It's a, it's a living environment for kids. It's a mm-hmm. therapeutic environment. It's an educational environment, and they treat families. It's, it's not I, too shabby. It's ideal for what should be done for kids that are – families that are a mess and kids that are abused and neglected. And then they right. get them as adults. They keep, they keep after them and get them to the workplace. Mm. Yeah. It costs a fortune to do that for, okay. for everyone. You want to real, really solve this problem, you talk to Lieutenant Governor Gavin Newsom. He'll, he's got some real insight. He'll straighten it out. He's got some insight. Oh, boy. He knows. Uh, he knows the the, uh, the road. You need to bring him back. Success. If you'll come, <laughs> that's funny because people say you got to have Gavin Newsom back on your show. I'm going. Uh, do you think he's coming back on this show? Do you think he know, really? He's. You think he's heard what you said? Probably. Somebody has. Yeah, one of his people. No one. No politicians coming on a show where they're going to get slaughtered. They go on short form shows with an understanding. They have an understanding. What whatever side they're on. Like the wily coyote and the sheepdog, they understand there's a job. It's a symbiotic sort of uh, relationship they have. If the host, even if you are right wing host, if you piss off your left wing guests too much, they ain't coming back. Right. You need that for them to come back. You have to treat them like a guest. You have to treat them like a guest. So never, no, no matter how much you disagree with them or how strong your views are for, on one side or the other. They still must come back, and so you treat them with a certain amount of decorum. Yeah. And when I say decorum, I, I was nice to Gavin Newsom. I just did a long-form uh, deconstruction yeah. of him where he had zero answers on uh, anything. 
Um, hey, hey, Gary, would you put the link up to Susan's Twitter and the Hillside's uh, uh, charities and stuff? Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Got to be on the website. You can build, uh, you, sorry, bid over at the Hillside for a chance to come and see this warehouse and tour and meet both of us. What? Wow. Yeah. I know you didn't know you agreed to that, did you? Well, no, I agreed to every child having first class, <laughs> no, world class health care. No, no, the best. The uh, yeah, the best. World class implies there's something better, maybe. Somewhere. Okay, sorry, no, my my bad. The best. I did not agree to showing up here and walking through my warehouse with strangers. <laughs> that I I. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, we were listening to Gavin Newsom uh, the other night on my show because uh, somebody tweeted me a thing that basically just said Asians are kicking our ass. Um, so he said, "No, no, he wouldn't. He didn't say that. Uh, the Asians are making twice as much as everybody. They're twice as educated as everyone, and they're working twice as hard as everyone." And it isn't Whitey and then the Asians. It's the Asians, and then there's a pretty big drop off, and then Whitey. And then other groups came below them. And uh, I used the Asians as an example with Gavin Newsom when we were arguing that they focused on education and they focused on the family, but especially education. And thus, they're doing better than we are. And uh, he, he disagreed. Well, that's a complex issue, Adam. How dare you distill it down to one thing? It's very complex, according to Gavin Newsom. Yeah. I don't know. Why don't you play that for Drew just to, uh, just to have fun? He's lieutenant governor of California. You're, I get your world, Adam, which is a, a little bit more clean-cut and idealistic, clean a little cut. less pragmatic no, in terms of the world. It's less wildly pragmatic. pragmatic. It, well, they have a problem it. with family. They have a problem with – they don't yeah. focus on education. That, that will get them out of <laughs> the problem they're in. Who education? I don't think there's any community that cares more about education than the Latino community. Wow. I don't know, Hold no, on. I stop it test. there. I said to check the test scores. Uh, they're last well, but, in education. But but caring about education and executing are different things. So yeah. so I agree right. with him. I agree with him. They uh, do sure. care. But nobody. But, well, but then nobody. You know what? But listen, hold on a second. All right. Well, then somebody's having a lot of difficulty because if this is your number one priority and your last. Well, but but if you've never been exposed to what good education is and the system sucks, you're putting your kids caring, in. Caring, Drew? Nobody? You don't think the Asians care more about education? I do think they do. Oh. Yeah. Well, what do you know? Well, that's one group. But I'm, I'm just saying, I don't want to blast somebody for not uh, caring. How about the, the Jews? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't bring up care. He brought up care. Yeah. I said they weren't doing well because they're not focused on education. No He's, grit. He said nobody no, no cared. No educational grit. He said nobody. I didn't say care. He yeah, said yeah. nobody cared. I get it. Education than the Latino mm-hmm. community. Wow. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna check those test scores. No, people are. I mean, come on. That's not fair. They it's care. Not fair. Look at this school system. Hold on. It's not fair to check the test scores. All right. True, you know. You don't care about your kids' guys' test scores. No, yeah. that's all I care about. Oh, what? Well, when it comes to education, how else should we do? We should get a core sample from the kid? Get a See what, what kind of marrow is in their bone? This guy's got smart marrow? I'd say, I'd say, uh, I'd say test scores are about, about the only yardstick we have to measure education, unless we can just kick kids in the shin, kind of get a vibe off them. Yeah, like a tuning fork. Yeah, it's not fair. Hmm. Not fair to use test scores. No, 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 no. This is your t- lieutenant governor, everybody. All right, here we go. Look how lousy the system is. Uh, who? Well, that. Uh, you agree with, oh, stop, 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 si- stop. Now you agree with that? Well, see, that's that's no, my no, 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 no. No. First off, yes, <laughs> system lousy. Second, lieutenant governor. What, what do you do? Work at the Nabis- Nabisco factory or the Keebler factory over there in Van Nuys? Why don't you're, you fix that? Once you go ahead and once you and the rest of your Democratic Party is fix that system that's so. Lousy. Why don't you stop giving in to the teachers' unions that are bankrupting the system? Uh, here's what I can tell you, Drew. Yes. 
Um, you have this system. You have a whole bunch. I'll ask you uh, a question here, Drew. Dig. All right. I'm going to paint a hypothetical. Two schools for you. I'm going for to my l- kids. Yes, for your kids. Yeah. I'm going to leave out nationalities and ethnicities and religion and everything else. Don't Just give a shit. two schools. Right. All right. One school, <clears throat> state of the art, computers, teachers, good teachers, good computers, mm. good equipment, good facility. Okay. A lot of glass. Yeah, yeah. Floor to ceiling glass. Yeah. Glass everywhere. A lot of natural light. Nice. Okay. Kids will be happy. Yeah. And a nice, like, uh, intercom system and the whole nine yards. The other school, middle of the road, maybe a little rundown, a little deferred maintenance. Yep. Teachers, eh, they're teachers. Nothing spe- spectacular. Uh, not every kid has a laptop computer. There may be a library or two with a uh, couple computers in it, but the kids have to sign up to use it. Yeah. Now, the state-of-the-art school has parents, broken families, parents that don't give a shit. Dad's living in Florida. And shitty test scores. Mama. No. Okay, I'm sorry. Can we? Can we? Can I just? I'm asking you what. Go ahead. Please don't jump in and shit on things. All I'm right. asking you what school you want your kids to go to. All right. One school, state of the art, with fine computers and a lot of glass and good teachers, but no parents. Parents, no parents. broken up. Okay. Eh, mom's around. She's working two, three jobs. Three, four other kids. Dad's in Florida. Okay. Now, my school, deferred maintenance. One computer. Middle of the road teachers. Super motivated parents. Together intact, and focusing on education, homework, and the family. What school do you want your kid to go to? Do, do I get to have the test scores, or I have to you, surmise you just, what's going you, on? There's no test scores, Drew. I no, I'm, I'm just not wondering. Bringing, if, I'm, not, I'm giving so, you— So there's no reputation, no nothing, there, just I'm based giving, on this. Okay, that's what I'm asking. Well, I'm—Drew, I'm giving you the A or the B. You okay. have to decide I want the shitty A or B. school. Why? Because I don't give a shit about the environment or the computers or the— What about the system that's broken? Well, theoretically, if the parents are actively ah, involved enough. Ah, ah, ah. Well, what about the broken system? System not broken if parents stay together and focus on education. So you, Dr. Drew, who are into nothing but education, turn your back on the school that has a laptop for every kid and floor-to-ceiling glass and good educators, simply because the school's state-of-the-art, simply because the family's not doing well? Interesting. Interesting. Uh, who... Okay. Look how lousy the system is. The system sucks, I don't care who but it goes doesn't in that suck system. if you have parents that are it's, together with an bad emphasis for on education. education. Bad for, they care deeply about education, care deeply about health care, oh, care deeply care about, about these options. Okay. Well, then yeah. why do some groups do so much better? <laughs> I mean, what do you mean by groups? A lot, almost everybody's struggling in some There's way, shape, or form. There's a huge difference in, in academic down. performance between Asians and Hispanics, yes or no? Uh, there's certainly uh, examples within <laughs> the Asian community. Yes or no? No, within the Asian community, there are examples, Chinese community in particular, other uh, examples, members of the Asian true. community, South Korean, right. Koreans generally. That's right. generally true. So, okay. You well, answered it finally. It's generally I, true. You know what? I'm not a sociologist. I'm not okay. someone. Perhaps you okay. can explain why. Well, I've told you why. Why? They have a family that puts an emphasis on education. Which is a noble thing. And a lot of Latinos yes, have families that put emphasis lot, on education. A lot, but not enough. African Americans have put a emphasis on A lot, but not enough. Their White families people, are Jewish broken people. up. Okay. Uh, Gavin, I, I get it. It's, everything's the same. Not everything. Everything's the same. It's a problem solver, is it not? Hispanic and blacks. Because the percentages are right. challenging. Because the families are broken up. Well, I, I think you the think issue why? of family is profoundly important. Thank you. And I agree with you.
Okay. As I did well, you when we began the conversation. It's the number one problem they're having. Uh, I think it's among the challenges. <laughs> okay. I don't think it's the what's number the, one. What's I'm not the number one problem? That. I think there are a lot of challenges. What's the number one? I don't know. That I've not countenanced and, and right, so Gavin, organized one, two, the three, family four, is five, not the six, number one seven, problem eight, in the nine, black ten. community. What is the number one? There are a lot of problems in the African American uh, community, but that one's not the number one. I, one could make that argument. I, oh, and I'm not well, willing, maybe it is the number one. Then. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, how That's uncomfortable why. for him! Well, it's tough to lie for twenty minutes. It's not lying; he's just sliding around. He's, he's trying not to take a categorical opinion. Well, if. Do you feel like any problems are going to be solved by him in that realm? I, I don't know. I don't know how these guys solve problems from up there. You know well, you certainly I mean? can't solve a problem if you don't recognize the cause of the problem, can you? Well, these guys would not make good auto mechanics, would they? Right. No. Imagine if we were just talking about cars. Yeah. And I just said, there's uh, water in the number three cylinder. So it's got to be a head gasket or either the head's cracked or the block's cracked. And he'd go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Not so fast. There's many parts to a car. And I go, yeah, but we're talking about the number three cylinder. It's got water in it. There's exhaust. There's <laughs> suspension. There's brakes. That guy, by the way, if he was a mechanic, everyone, first off, he'd be beaten to death with a wrench right. by his fellow mechanics. Yes. Secondly, he'd just be thrown out. He'd go, listen, you're an imbecile. We're talking about a problem. The problem's in the engine. I know there's many components to a car. There's the dome light. There's the turn indicator. Not what we're talking about. We've got to focus on the engine. There's either crack in the block or crack in the head or blown head gasket. There's water in the cylinder. That's how that happens. So we need to focus on that and see if we can fix that. Ho, ho, ho. What about the taillights? Well, let's do break it down a little bit then. Because let, let's say it's broken families. Let's just say, for sake of argument. It is. What okay. do you mean? Let's just say. All right. What else is there? Well, but broken family is a complex, you know, group of problems, right? They, for everything from addiction to mm-hmm. pre- cycle of abuse to previous uh, broken families. Sure. It, then it begats itself. Okay. Then there is the fact that kids that come from disturbing circumstances are shown to have cognitive effects. They don't mm-hmm. do well cognitively. It affects their development. It affects their ability to focus on school. Right. Then you don't have the people actually focusing there in a structured way, the way you need sustained over time, even for a kid that's cognitively, you know, behind the, you know, uh, is, is sort of being weighed down by emotional issues. You still need that focus. You ain't even got that. Right. Then you have a family system that may never have been exposed to education, may not even understand whether they think their kids are getting good education. They trust the schools mm. to pick up that piece because they don't know. Nah. So, so. They but, know that the kid's not coming home with ho- any homework or doing any homework or reading but any they not, books. they may not understand what's necessary. You know, well, what I don't know what year is it is and what country we're living in, but right. go ahead. Well, okay, but the point is there's multiple layers. to it's not, That is sure. not one problem we just described. Well, That's a it's, multiplicity no, it's, of it, issues. No, no. It's mom and dad stay at home. Let's say they stay at home. Dad's a crack addict. Mom beats the shit out of dad and the kids. <laughs> okay. okay. Now what do we do? What do we do to solve that, though? Now, if just keeping them together well, is not the solution. What, 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 we, what we don't do and I'm not is what, what, no. What we don't do is call me a racist for pointing out the fact that it's a problem. It, it's a problem, it, and 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 by the way, you we know, don't we don't have what we don't do is elect guys like Gavin Newsom who do nothing. So, so do we leave it to the system? You know, is it we leave no. the, the invisible hand just to just weed out everybody? No, 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 no. The first thing we do is we start judging. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> we start shaming people. Start shaming people. Yes, we don't shame people like me. Well, we could. Well, we are. That's the plan. That's, we're, that's now. what we're yeah, doing now. Right, we're right. trying to shame me. Right, right, right. For judging. We're now shaming the judges. We're judging the judges. It's an insane world. We so we have. need to just shame the people you judge. Is yes. What need to do. Okay. Yeah. So uh, basically, you know, you want a free lunch. We want to know why you need a free lunch. You you need a free breakfast. Why can't get up a half hour early and make breakfast for your kid? So we need to know what's going on it until you shamed into doing taking some action. Some First thing, I, my belief is that you get rid of the stuff and people just do it. People just do. I mean, so that's not shaming. That's just uh, well, that's the invisible hand again. It's invisible hand. Look, I don't know. You know, I'm paraphrasing, but in you know the Netherlands, they had uh, five years worth of unemployment, and at the end of the fifth year, people got a job. And at some point, they, they cut it down to three years. And at the end of the third year, people got a job. And then if they cut it down to six months, at the end of six months, the people would get a job. That's kind of how people are wired. Unemployment pay and payments. You mean? You said they had unemployment. You had employer insurance. Yeah, that's yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's I was implied, but yeah. yes, yes, that's what that's what I meant. And people tend to we like to survive. Yeah, we like to eat. We like to fuck. Those are the things we like to do: <laughs> survive, eat, fuck. Well, yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. those are our motivational systems, mm-hmm. basically. You those are the three priorities. Don't give somebody breakfast, and uh, they'll find breakfast at a certain point. Yeah, that's the way it works. Mm. Or. You give them breakfast, lunch, brunch, and dinner, and they won't. And that's what we need to do. But uh, Gavin's, uh, Gavin's got his finger on the pulse here. He's going to correct this problem, although I don't. it's unclear that it's a problem to him. That's, uh, that's the problem. Hmm. You know. And we're all suffering, Drew. Did you know that? Is that what he said? No, he said it a few times. He tried. He tried to explain that everyone was suffering. Well, you know what's interesting right equally, now? Except for Asians don't seem to be suffering so much. Except... If you had an Asian mom, you'd be really suffering. <laughs> they might, but society's not. Okay. Um, the, uh, that, that is a joke, by the way. I mean, I'm no guest oh, on nobody here. Please. But here's an interesting thing. Dig this. The economy is recovering. Mm-hmm. And that's becoming like a PR problem. Mm-hmm. Because everybody – I went to a comedy club uh, on Friday night and still jokes about unemployment. Nobody has a job. And, uh, and, the, and the comedian sort of asked, how many people need a job here? Nobody. Mm-hmm. How many people have a job? Everybody. Wow. And, and it was like, okay, so now that's not a joke. It's not a punchline anymore. Uh, what's the What PR campaign is the government going to hang their sort of policies on in an economy that's recovering and unemployment that's resp- – we still have an issue with unemployment. Not, don't get me wrong. But like mm. you know, I was hearing in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, it's like it's 2%. Mm-hmm. You know, in Peoria, Illinois, it's 11%. But you know, many, many parts of the country, it's fully employed. Right. What what what's gonna when are we gonna like when is our psychology gonna change is I guess my question. Well, right, you know, we got hope and change, baby. We don't need to change anything. I got the hope. We got the hope part and the change part. All right, you know uh, what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's gonna, it's, we have to have a new punchline. We have to have a new uh, PR campaign. It's not we're gonna get everybody working again it, it, unless we g- give them stuff where they don't need to work. Then, yeah. then they can be working. Well, as I always say, who's good at their job is out of work. I don't know anyone who's good who's out of work. If you want to know if you're good, see if you're employed. If you're not, uh, you're not any good. Well, there's also people that – now, wait a minute. There's also people from sh- really genuinely shrinking industry or places where there just aren't jobs and they aren't willing to step down to something beneath well, them. Well, yeah. And uh, I don't blame people for doing that, but that's no, really I a big problem. No, I blame them. 
No, that's a problem. That's I don't blame them for wanting to cling to what they enjoy and what they feel makes them feel good. Not wanting to be a barrister but at Starbucks. Look, I get the, that. Here, here's the here's the whole thing. The I always just take my former business, carpentry. It's uh, very catch as catch can. It's on to one job, off the next. You want to talk about something that's unstable? Yeah. You finish a job every three weeks or something. You're off to the next whatever. It's a constant process of lining things up and being in demand. Right. You know, uh, our friend Ozzy's a horrible carpenter. Thus, he's always out of work. Uh, Ray's a good carpenter. As flaky as Ray is, he's always working. Right. Now, that's how desperate we are. Ray and his flip-flops <laughs> and his underpants is still in demand. Well, at least he's got a tool belt. Uh, point is this. He's in demand. Yeah. Okay? Ozzy is constantly out of work. Why? Words out. Bad carpenter. He's a horrible carpenter. Yeah. So if you're bad, you're out of work. If you're good, you're not out of work. And he could do something else while he's, you know what I'm saying? He could try. He could find other ways of making a living. He could. He just wouldn't like it, and he wouldn't. No, be, he could be a better carpenter. Is what he could be. He could but do that too. He does two-hour lunch runs. Yeah, and the words out, and thus he's unemployable. He's always unemployable by new. He's only employable by new clients. Who don't which know? He don't. He, he's, there's no referral. Right. The referral is don't hire him. Right. He's bad. But but two-hour I lunch think runs. a lot of I think a lot of unemployment is something to do with shifting around and people not wanting to shift to other kinds well, of employment. Well, yeah, but listen, and, and when, again, you can't fault people for that. But yes, they, I can. Look, if you are in a in a if you are in a falsely inflated job, if you have a job in Dearborn, Michigan, making shitty cars for thirty seven dollars an hour. And you have nothing but a high school GED. And you've got, you got a big big retirement plan and you have health benefits and all kinds of stuff. And you're just sitting there using a stamp punch or something that a guy for 8 bucks an hour could do. Eventually, somebody's going to figure it out. And especially when the Japanese come in with their efficient cars and this, that, and the other, and it's time to tighten the belt. Well, guess who's getting cut? The guy who's getting 37 bucks an hour. And then when that guy who's getting 37 bucks an hour says, I've been working at the GM plant for 17 years, making 37 bucks an hour. And what am I supposed to do? Flip burgers now? Because that's all I'm qualified to do. Well, if that's all you're qualified to do, that's the position you put yourself in. Well, no, you would say you should be grateful for those 17 years. You really would. Well, well, I, you hope, made out well. I hope Woo. you socked away a lot yeah. of that money that you didn't really deserve okay. because the market has now come down to bear on you. And this is what you're worth. Secondly, I would have gotten a little side training, little weekend something, little vocation. Get my real estate license. Yeah, we're doing a little weekend work or one of those many days off. When you think of those stories, that doesn't make you sad. You don't have any feelings about that. I don't. I don't. Here's what I don't feel. I don't feel that that person's entitled for GM to create another plant and give them a falsely inflated wage. I okay. feel bad for the guy's family and yeah. whatever. Okay. I, I always know that just beneath that sob story of I got 23 years at the plant, I was making you know 40 bucks an hour, golden time on weekends and blah, blah, blah. Just beneath that story, there's a, did you have to buy two boats? You couldn't have just, you had the one boat? You, had the two, you bought two boats? One, one for bass and the other for water skiing. Like, there's some story there where the guy was not. It's just like homeless. You know, I mean, this person's out on the street. You know, like, yeah, punched your old lady. You know what I mean? Started boozing, 
jumped the jumped the jumped the wall at rehab. Like you know what I mean? Out on the street, what? Told everyone in your life to fuck off so that you couldn't crash out on your buddy's sofa. I mean, what what does that really mean? I know we like to focus on the he's out on the street. Is there anyone you know, any decent human being that you know that has been decent to their family and decent to their friends and their community who just be out on the street, like living literally out on the street? No. I know people with certain psychiatric conditions that, okay. that propels them in that's, that's, those that, situations. That happens. Yeah. But everyone else I know, no matter what happened. And by the way, even some of those, their family takes care of and keeps them put somewhere. Yes. You know. yes. So there's that story of he's homeless. He can only get a job at McDonald's after 27 years working at the Dearborn plant at GM making pineapple. Yeah, okay. But let's hear the rest of the story. Where's the savings? Where's the investments? Where's the planning? For the future, where was the training for the future? Well, where supposed to be the uh, GM was supposed to take care of that? They'd have their retirement plan. Well, so. that's why I don't feel sorry for them. All right, but also now it's time to get yourself a job at McDonald's. But I wonder if somebody's studying how long it takes. There must be sort of a time course on how long it takes somebody to capitulate to that. Like, is it two years where you finally go, "Fuck it, I'm going to go to McDonald's." Now. Well, when you there's, run there's, out, right? There's got to be a time course to that. When you run out of benefits, yeah. That's when you, you know, you, you, you run out of the uh, unemployment insurance or whatever. That's when you step up. You know what I mean? Even then, I bet there's still a time where you stay resistant. And, well, uh, look. And, and that's, that's, like, it's, that's natural, right? Oh, look, Anybody it's it's natural like when a kid says, I'm going to hold my breath until I get my way. And then they go. <gasps> All right. Now, what's the average time they take a gulp of air uh, when they need to? That's the answer. It's not five minutes. It's not five seconds. It's they get to that point, which is I'm hungry. I'm getting up. I'm going so to go do if, this. So if that's your model, mm-hmm. what would you do to help people flourish? Well, the first thing I do. Because you want people to do well, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, for, forget getting rid of benefits. Now, you, now you've got people flooding out of their old good jobs into shitty jobs. How do you move them up from there? How do you, how do you help people flourish? Well, first things first. It's like you know how do you how do you help people on death row flourish? I don't know. You know how do you stop the starvation in Africa when you find a fifty-two-year-old man who's twenty-one pounds? I don't know. It's really about the next generation. It's no not way. the people flooding out of the factory. That's going to be tough because well, that's been laid down for the last 50 years. But I thought you'd say maybe reduce taxes so there can be more McDonald's that develop on more corners. And one well, of these guys can dream to himself, I could own one of those. Uh, I'm going to find my way to managerial yeah, well, positions. Well, yes. I mean, obviously, cutting some of this crazy regulation back that lets people go out and start their own businesses and have their own, you know, this guy could have a, you know. So more available money for loan, business loans. You, you do that kind of thing. I, I definitely make a climate where these people could open their own auto repair, whatever. Like, you know, if a guy said, look, I'm out of work over GM, but I'm going to start repairing cars and I'm going to start doing it from my own driveway. And I'm sorry, I don't want the fucking man coming in and telling him they need a permit and a business license and shutting them down kind of thing. I mean, obviously, I want them paying taxes on it and reporting it. I'm not talking about an underground community, but... You're not talking about fruit sales on the, on the street corner. No, I, I'm saying if the guy wants to start his own business doing repair, I don't want them to say, you're not zoned to do blah, blah, and blah. Now, obviously, within reason. I don't want a whole bunch of cars 
parked on the guy's lawn being an eyesore to the neighbors. But there's a there's a balance okay. right now. It's a little overregulated, in my particular uh, opinion. All right, Drew. Yeah. Phone calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, first, before phone calls. Hypersexual f- fiance. Oh, that sounds mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about our friends at Audible.com. This very mm-hmm. podcast brought to you by Audible.com. Do you use Audible? Yeah. I do too. And we both of us have books on Audible. Uh, it is the leading internet provider of audiobooks, more than 100,000 downloadable titles, all types, literature, nonfiction, New York Times bestsellers. And for us, for our listeners, for the A&D listeners, a free audio book if you just try them out. You go to audible.com slash Adam Drew Show. No and. Adam Drew Show. And you get access to a free audio book. Well, like Drew gave me a million years ago, like Moby Dick on cassette. Did I really? Yeah, or something. Yeah, I think I did because, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a big plastic jacket. Yeah. <laughs> so it was I did the size it. of a three-ring binder. No, it was actually a lectures about Moby Dick. And it was like 14 cassettes, and it just literally did not have enough lower body strength to get that lifted up and into the car and out of the car. And it's just all the cassettes piling up and getting screwed up and, like, running them in the right order and everything. Now it's just— And they they tangled up. It's a a tape. Boom. You just put it right on your phone now. Just go to audible.com. Pow. Pow. Moby Dick, which uh, was—what was the guy, the writers, the— Pinhead guy, the guy that made all the horror films that you like so much. Oh, I'll think of it. Uh, and he he thought Moby Dick's a famous film writer, and uh, and writer fiction. Come on, guys, come up with his name. And he uh, he felt Moby Dick was the best book of all time of fiction, uh, American classic. So download Moby Dick. Go yeah. to audiblepodcast.com slash Adam Drew Show. Get a free audiobook of your choice. Start using audible.com now. All right. You want to take a quick break and come back and do some commercials? Let's do that. I mean, uh, not commercials, do some calls. phone calls. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to uh, Eric, fiance, hypersexual, right after this. Hi, I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And this week on This Week with Larry Miller, we talk about Rosebud, Citizen Kane, and being in a movie in a veterinary clinic where you just ate your dinner off the same table that was a dog's butt. I've done all of those. We'll see you here. All right. Back with your phone calls. Let's start with Eric from uh, Mississippi. That Eric? One, that one caught our eye. Yeah. F- fiance, hypersexual. Yeah. I know. Uh, how you doing, guys? Hey, first of all, I want to say I love the show. I've been listening for many years. Thanks, Eric. Now, uh, my fiance, we've been engaged for about six months now, and she wants to have sex at least at least five or six times a week. And I know it's kind of crazy that guys just love sex, but I just can't keep up. I feel like I'm running out of semen sometimes. <laughs> and it kind of hurts to ejaculate. His like, chi is running out. He's turning wow. inside out, Adam. A ghost comes out yeah. like you when you masturbate yeah. so much. Woo! Eric, do you ever masturbate? Uh, don't have to. No, no semen left. I would argue. <laughs> I would argue. You know, like there's always room for dessert. <laughs> this is yeah, I guess this you make is, good point. This is putting frosting on your belly. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's but always I'm, room I'm for dessert. I'm telling you, I, I don't have anything. I'm drinking lots of water and Hold everything. Hold on, I'm slow just... up, slow up. You're slowly roll. I, I'm a little surprised you talk about masturbation as dessert. It was always the main course for you. Well, what I'm saying is. 
no matter what you're getting, there's always some room. I understand. You got to make time. You always said, you know, sex is good. It's just not the real thing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, So here's the deal. Uh, The real question you have to ask yourself is: Is this her? A is she trying to impress? Does she think this is what you need to kind of be satisfied? Number one. Mm, B. Hold on. Probably not. B, is this her natural engine? Some people have a very high engine they're going. Or C, is this coming from a problematic place? Like, is she bipolar? Does she mm-hmm. did she have sexual abuse? And she well, sort of... Well, so she doesn't seem to be bipolar. Like, I listen to your show a lot, so she doesn't show any symptoms or anything. The only sexual abuse that I know of <laughs> was there was one occasion where there was like a... She was nearly raped or... That is, the guy stopped, and some people came in, and they stopped. How old was she? So I don't. Uh, she was a freshman in college, so right. eighteen. Okay, yeah. so this may just be her natural engine. Have you brought Have you brought up to her that you're having trouble keeping up? Uh, I have, but uh, she still just keeps pressing for it, you know. And 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 me, like I don't want to disappoint her or anything, so I'm kind of performing. I want to say like a half staff or anything sometimes. Look, it's it's no I, – I don't think, in, unless there's some uh, troubled engine driving this sexual train or pulling this sexual train, like Drew said, you know, psycho, psychiatric condition, you know, uh, product of, of, yeah, of, of trauma or abuse. If there's none of that, then, then you're just dealing with a person who says – I want to eat Italian five days a week. Right. And you go, well, look, I want a little Mexican food. I want a little Thai food. Yeah. I want some biscuits and gravy. And they go, I want Italian. And now you're just kind of getting to a point where you're having to say to your partner, I want to, I want you to be happy. Yes. And I want you to have your ravioli and your meatballs and all that kind of stuff. But then let's, I have to factor in what I'd like to eat as well. And then we'll sort of meet in the middle. You're going to get your gravy right. and your meatballs, but... You know what I'm saying? Right. No, you have to you have to say and literally it's a fiance, so you can literally say, Hey, marriage is a negotiation. This is just one of those things we're gonna have to negotiate. It's just my biology. It's nothing to do with my attraction to you. I'm overwhelmingly attracted to you, but I'm out of chi. I right. really have no fluid left or in me. Just time, but I would also so argue. So let's back it down to four days a week, maybe. Too that it takes a little bit of the uh, specialness or something out of it. I don't know. There's, you know, having to be a chore every day. Yeah. Well, certainly, I mean, a chore, but just uh, that thing that you're looking forward to. I mean, uh, the massage feels great, but I, I'm, I argue it doesn't feel as good to the guy who gets a massage every day, or who's just lying there. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Is epilepsy? There's uh, that, options. Go right down Birth the line. control. PJ. Uh, I like this guy with his father. He's uh, fat. Uh-huh. I want to <laughs> talk to him, Jeff. Uh-huh. Jeff, what's going on? Missouri? What? Fat Dad Missouri. <laughs> I know. It, 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 we broke the mold. Hey, I'm a big fan of both of you. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. Show me your belly state. Yeah. Show me state. Uh, this is Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's right. You got it. All right. All right. My dad's 57. He's always been kind of a pudgy guy. Hardest working guy you'd ever meet. This this guy goes out in the sun and puts in 14, 15-hour days all, you know, his doing, whole life. Doing what? <clears throat> Eating. Uh, running running drill rigs. They have an outdoor uh, buffet over there. <laughs> yeah, he, he drills water wells, and he would drill like uh, Three Mile Island. He, he, he run, the, run the drill equipment that would go down and uh, uh, wow. take, soil, take soil samples. And, you know, wow, core man. Yeah. 
I here, you got uh, it. Drew, I cannot figure out the guys. I do see fat guys who are just working all day. Yeah. Just like up on a roof, you know, yeah. you're taking piles of roofing material off a conveyor belt and stacking it. And it's like, where'd that... How do you maintain that? Well, that tells you that tells you all you need to know about how people lose weight, not through exercise and exertion. You take in less calories. That's right. how you lose weight. Period. Right. Right. You and, can burn a little more here and there, but and, but you bottom line, you'll eat more and if you're a burning little, more. Little how you're built. Yeah, yeah. As well. Uh, so, Jeff, what's this guy's diet like? Uh, light breakfast. Uh, occasionally work Pancakes. through lunch. And then pig out at pig out at night. Uh, what's his light like, breakfast? What is his light breakfast? Oh, you know, a couple of granola bars or something yeah. from the quick stop on okay. the way to work. Already not a light breakfast, right? That's well, high carb, high sugar. He needs a high protein. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. What would look? Here's here's what I I have found. Uh, there's this thing where you go, you think you see to the meat eaters, to guys like Jeff's dad. The compromise, the diet, is the bran muffin. Right. It is yeah. the granola bar. Those things are just a whole bunch of sugar and carbs. Right. And, and they're not educated about what they need to do. No, no. Somebody said, oh, no, 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 no eggs and bacon. I had this big bran muffin. Yeah. And uh, followed up, then went to Starbucks and got a latte, whatever, with whatever. Cream on it. <laughs> yeah, with whipped cream on it. The green, you know, uh, green whip sorbet, yeah. something, you know. And it's like. No, no, no. There's a couple things that people that, that here's how I would educate your dad. Your dad's like, look, I used to drink a Diet Coke and have a couple eggs and bacon for breakfast. Now I have a big glass of orange juice and a bran muffin. It's like that's a ton more sugar and a you've ton gone, more gone calories. The wrong direction. But we never knew this. Yes. Remember all the carb stuff oh, and uh, pasta, get away. Pasta is the right carb thing. Carb load, yeah. pasta, everything, yeah. and that pasta shit went well into the nineties. Like, yes. Where's your pasta? You I eating knew. Pasta. I want apologies from all those people. Well, I'll get my mom on the phone. Yeah. It's a lot of like you don't eat steak, you eat pasta. Yeah. Um, so the good news for your dad, I would say to your dad, and I know guys that do this. Um, it, it's it's wildly um, it's satisfying. Uh, and you have to check, you know, make sure his arteries are doing okay and well, his heart's okay. Well, that's what I was going to say is, is start with his doctor. And and maybe you go with the doctor and say, hey, you know, what does he need to do? What, 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 I'm worried about him. He, he probably He's going to be hypertensive. He's definitely got what's called metabolic syndrome, which is sort of an insulin-mediated phenomenon where you can talk about how do you manage a diet to reduce all that insulin output that puts the sugars into fat. And that's about protein. That's what you're about to talk about. Right. So, um, but it can be meaning you can go for breakfast and you can get yourself an omelet with cheese and kielbasa and onion and bell pepper, and then only thing is no home fries. And, and then manage your portion, like maybe eat half of it. You know, yeah, yeah. Try but, to lose but weight. I mean, I mean, you can get a, a lump of cottage cheese and cut up some tomatoes on top oh, of it, yeah. and then have your omelet. Just don't go with the toast. Yeah. And the home fries. Yeah. I was thinking about this. Everybody I have breakfast with now is like, ah, no toast. I wish I could, but yeah. no toast, no toast. We're, they don't. We're older. They don't reduce the price. By the way, there's got to be some kind of. This got to be great for the restaurant. I mean, it's not you know it, it's seven ninety nine. You get the omelet, you get the home fries, and you get the toast. But since half the people now are just going scrap the toast, the, and they're not dedu- deducting the price, it means either toast formerly was free, or they're just going to be left with a bumper crop of toast. Either way, I think it's all getting filtered into a big sandwich. <laughs> mm-hmm.
But anyway, he, it's, I would say go with him to his doctor, yes. talk about it. You know, tell him you're worried about it. He's old, he's older now. He needs to really pay attention to these things and bring it up in front of the physician. That's how to do it, I think. And uh, just as a parting shot here, the worst thing you can do when it comes to this is thinking you're doing the right thing, struggling yeah. to do the right thing, and calorically, metabolically not doing the right yes, thing. And that's – I had that – like I said, I was – there was a time, like, you know, in the mid-90s when I was like, oh, no, 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 stay away from that steak. I'm going to eat a big bowl of pasta and really be healthy for dinner tonight, you know. Yeah. And I need just a huge bowl of pasta. <laughs> and I was thinking, I was, you know, this is the way. I, I'd love to have this pork chops, but I'm not going to. I'm going to eat this huge bowl of pasta because oh my God. somehow – my my mom used to talk about this, oh. but somehow there's carb loading and whatever, and this thing started, and everyone just went to pasta. And I, w- here's the thing: why do we not have science in the '90s or the '80s? Where we do we not w- aware of how the no, body it, works like, and this kind of stuff? Anything with diet always they always goes too far. You understand? Mm-hmm. They, we always go. We always you know we we take well cholesterol gets laid down in the arteries through use. You know, therefore. Nothing with cholesterol ever under any circumstances. Right. It's like, well, wait a minute. It's actually fats, turns right. out, that determine the cholesterol. So it's, it's, uh, know, I'll it's... tell you what is one of the easier things, though, um, and one of the keys to success, everyone says. Uh, first off, knock off the soda. Knock off the drinks. Knock off any caloric drinks. All the juices and all the smooth, so-called smoothies and yeah, yeah. You know, green generally, drinks. And generally, like you do all... better when you, when you eat your calories right. as opposed to drink them. Number You'll drink one, more calories. Number two, you'd be surprised that you could probably get away with five-eighths of the portion size of what you're eating. You just don't – that second helping that part oh, – I do portion, it all – portion manager the I, big part I do this. it all the time. Order a bunch of Chinese food. It all comes home in the boxes. I load up my plate. I go sit down. I eat it. And I realize as I'm getting up to walk up to the island to load up for round two, I'm full. Yeah. But it's there. Well, not only – right. Not only full and we all in America eat to excess – but there's a weird thing I've noticed with patients where they're like in a panic about being hungry. Like, but I'm hungry. I can't. You can't be hungry. It's like, yeah, if you're not hungry, you're not losing weight. It's your body telling you it's starting to turn on the machinery to break down the fat. Yeah. It's well, hunger is part of that system. It's yeah. Like, I, well, I'm hungry. I, well, that can't be healthy. I'm hungry. Listen, it's all part of this. I had the kids in the car and the wife and we were – driving out to your neck of the woods to, you know, get something to eat. And there was a, like the kids were like, I'm hungry. And Lynette was like, you know, pull over. <laughs> you know, we think it's a vending machine by the side <laughs> of the freeway. Like we need to eat in Glendale. And I'm just like, I'm the one who's going past Dina's another seven minutes, <laughs> seven minutes further down. We'll, we'll sit down and we'll eat. You know, but they're hungry yeah, now. You know, about hungry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, fine. They're hungry. It's OK. They're seven. They're hungry. They'll, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They, they they didn't eat. They ate this morning. That was you know that was nine o'clock. It's, it's two in the afternoon now. They need and it's like, ta, 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 relax. I used to go fucking a whole afternoon hungry, like I'm you know thirsty, you know thirsty and hungry. I'm fine. It's fine. You can be in these states. You can be horny, and not fuck. The first woman that you pass on the sidewalk, right? What? Huh? <laughs> yes. Hey, by the way, I've started to work on those recovery drinks that we're, we've been talking about. Oh. I'm, I'm doing that. I like that idea. Yeah. It turns out there's this this an empty spot there for that, for recovery from particularly like hangovers and alcohol recovery and, al- and like for vomiting and diarrhea. There's no good like product out there for people that need rehydration. Well, it's uh, interesting. Now, 
put my call on hold. We'll get him next call on next show. Okay. But let me say this. Um, two things, and you jump in. Yeah. Uh, Born on the heels of the wild success of uh, Mangria, yes. Drew has thought, hey, maybe maybe I'll get into some sort of beverage game. And I said, well, obviously you can't sell booze and nobody likes near beer. But then uh, Mike August uh, chimed in, I think, and said uh, recovery. And then, of course, I did 10 minutes on it made it all seem like it made sense. So, <laughs> so let's for not it. forget about that when the checks start rolling in. But How, how should I do, – do I need to – Sweat your beak, or is it okay just to say thank you, Mr. Corolla? <laughs> thank you in the form of check, yes. Now, here's the thing. I said, um, you know, there's all these bullshit energy drinks, but where's the recovery drink? And meaning recovery after your workout or recovery after a long night or recovery after whatever. And uh, I was at a bachelor party last weekend oh, yeah. in Vancouver with Jimmy, and uh, people stayed up late. Yeah. And they got a little hungover. Oh, yeah. And there was a doctor. He was not sent. Not, not because he was a doctor. He just happened to be amongst you, amongst us. Yeah. And he said, uh, oh, yeah, you get an IV bag in you and you'll you be feel better. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. He said, I have one at home. Like, I, I've done it. To, he's what? an anesthesiologist. I have one at home. Well, he said, I, I don't know. He says he's done it to himself before. Oh, oh who gives a fuck, Drew, please. So he's a competent guy. And uh, he said, no, no, you get a shot of that. You get that in you. you you'll, be, you'll be back. Yeah. And then... He said, uh, I think there's a guy, there's this thing in Vegas where they travel yes, around in this like, van. van and yeah. they give you a shot and they get yeah. you back into whatever. But I yeah. said, the recovery, you know, you've, uh, you've, and I've said, well, you've said, well, drink Pedialyte, you know, get the, the electrolytes, get the potassium, get the this, get the that. Shitty drink. In you. But, you know, what I think people want is a no bullshit. Like, forget yeah. about the color. Forget about no, the yeah. sugar. Yes. Uh, forget about the taste. We need I, some I sugars, and you need that, actually. Okay, or whatever you need. Yeah. But I'm not here to enjoy myself. No, as i got to go listen, to work as in I half an hour. As I started creating these things, I was looking and doing research and figuring it out. And I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, 99% of what's in all these drinks is fucking bullshit. The rose hips and the fucking herbs. It doesn't do anything. No. I mean, it's not known to do anything. If you go to the hospital to get recovery, we know exactly what to give you. We're not going to give you rose hips and fucking right. you know, eucalyptus, whatever. We know what you need. We give it to you. And then yes. I'm going to put that in a drink. That's what I'm going to do. All right. All right. That's what I want my beak. Yeah. All right. Let's take a little uh, extendo break here. I want, you to, I want to thank you all for subscribing via the PayPal button over at the, the Adam and Drew. Adam and Dr. Drew. Show. Sorry, Say it every time. Yeah. Adam Uh We appreciate it. We see it every week when we get the accounting, and God bless you. And uh, like I said, therapy ain't cheap, and uh, five bucks five bucks a month will uh, do us. Let's, uh, let's see. What do we do? Eight shows? Uh, we do eight shows a month. Yeah. So five bucks a month is 60 60-something. Uh, yeah, 60, a little more, 63 cents a show. I'll figure that out. Gary's good at that. Anyway, less than That's a buck a show. It's overpaying by at least three cents. <laughs> and uh, you can click through the Amazon link at, well, I just gave it to you, adamanddrdrewshow.com. Uh, oh, me and Dr. Drew, our reunion tour, volume one, all the highlights from the first three big shows, Bakersfield, Santa Barbara, Denver, all brought to your, to your beautiful home and your beautiful ears, available on iTunes, under five bucks. Wow, it's 62.5 cents a show. Good job. Yeah. 
I got a good math mind, I yeah, think. Yeah. Well, from all the measuring and, and you're yes. good at fractioning things, right? You know, because you had to from carpentry. Yeah, that's uh, that's what it is. But Not let me let school. me also say, um, if you go to drdrew.com, I have the upcoming tour tour schedule up there. Ooh. We have three booked events, I guess. Uh, in Boston and New Hampshire and Carmel. Mm. And um, the good news is uh, you can see us. Uh, no shows like any. No, you, if you get the, the three high, first shows, you'll see no one show is like the other. We never know what the hell we're going to talk about, so they're all different. All right. So go do that. Until next time, it's Adam Carolla for Dr. Drew, Chris, Max, Pat, and Gary Halftard. Or are we at 916? Uh, I'll, 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 I'll roll now. I went to 9. I didn't want to go up that fast. Uh, saying mahalo. This is Corolla Digital.